Welcome to Ah Crap, a Hellboy podcast, the show dedicated to the half-demon hero, hosted by me, Mark David Christensen. And me, Kate Thompson. Yeah. Yeah. We're back, baby. <laughs> I don't know why. Baby, like, I do it now, but then I find myself annoying when I say it. <laughs> oh, you're fine. I think, you know, baby just adds a little spice to anyone's sentence. You're not like call, you're not like calling someone baby like hey baby. Uh, you're not like calling your assistant baby or something. True. You're just I don't, c- talking to the collective baby. Uh, the collective baby. Yeah. I'm, um and this little like way that I just decided to kick off this episode. I'm surprised that this this comic book um centric um podcast is not turned into you just being my therapist after I speak. <laughs> just calming you down being like it's okay yeah <laughs> i don't know I, I think we both mutually do that too i think we both have things where we're like i'm sure this is fucking that we're fucking up and then both of us have to be like talked off a ledge totally very You're much fine. so <laughs> Very That's much just so. friendship, my man. That is friendship. Baby. Keeping each other on the level, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so these two stories that we're going to we're gonna cover are in the next two episodes. We're covering stories that were actually associated with the release of our last storyline. We covered The Wild Hunt. Yeah. Um, you'll get into those details later, but I'm just bringing that up because I just want to do a quick last final Wild Hunt check-in with Kate. After all yeah. that was said and done, we, we read all of Wild Hunt. Any additional thoughts or takeaways from... From your re- your first reading of the Wild Hunt, it was cool. I feel like it um it feels less like a standalone story than some of the others, just because it's like um everything's finally tying together, like all of these different stories throughout the Hellboy run are are now being like woven together, so you can see it kind of like form into this like it's like picking a direction. For the for what feels like the end of the story, so I don't know if I would just read this on its own necessarily. Like I feel like if I did a reread of Hellboy as a whole, I mean obviously like the art is so awesome and the story is cool, but I, it's not like I I don't know if I would just pick up just the Wild Hunt. I would probably be like rereading a lot of the stuff leading up to that too if I was to read it again that doesn't mean I I don't mean to say it's like bad or anything or has no like reread value I think you could totally pick it up but I 100% agree with you because in our reread I realized how much that darkness calls folds like flows right into the wild hunt and wild hunt literally flows right into the the storm and the fury which we'll cover next season but it's like you couldn't and also the gauge is like I couldn't hand the Wild Hunt confidently just to a non-reader. Oh yeah, be they like, have no hey, idea what was going on. Yeah, you'd have to be like, read the corpse. Yeah. If you like the corpse, I can send you. I can like, I would still like, be like, you like gotta start from the beginning. Point of momentum that's like so far along. Yeah, you know. But that being said, it totally handles. It like carries the story. You know, collects all of these all this input from all of these other stories and it's kind of like focusing it, like narrowing it like a laser towards the end. Yes. Which was great. It was so fun to read and yeah, it was just cool. Yeah. I'm with you. Like I if I ever, <laughs> yeah, if I ever do a reread, I have to read it with darkness calls and then the rest yeah. of it. So, yeah. 
Um, or ever do it. I will reread it. Give me a fucking break. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but great. I just wanted to check in because I loved I loved that it was your first time and it's it just was great. So and I am excited for the continuation in the next season. So hell yeah. But that being said, the storm the mentioning the storm and the fury really leads us right into our first little segment, our only segment of this episode, which is Hell to Pay. <laughs> Always with Pink Floyd, I guess I'm doing there like a really yeah. bad one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I don't. Uh, let's see. What's five days from today? Starting from today, five days out. What day is that? What, May what? Sixth, Thursday. Okay, so if you're listening to this episode, this Kickstarter, we'll we'll have like you'll have like maximum forty eight hours to to contribute. They've already met their goal, of course, but that is. The the Mantic Games has ex- extended and put out more expansions, and they're doing it on Kickstarter once again, um, getting backing so then they can release the board game uh, exp- expansions for the Hellboy the board game. Those expansions include the storyline of the Storm and Fury. Kate, I would highly suggest you don't watch the video about the Kickstarter because it does give like yeah. a, a big spoiler. You probably maybe already did. No, 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 I haven't. I haven't. It has like a, a small, I think spoiler for that storyline with involving Nimue. So don't, I would say avoid it, yeah. but, but then it's also, there's three additional BPRD expansions in this, which would cover the storylines from that, which we haven't covered at all. Pandemonium, hell on earth and end of days. Then I didn't look into the details of this, but there's like a new Ragnarok mode, which is supposed to make the game a little more difficult for you as a player. It's already kind of hard. Yeah. I mean, we played it maybe twice and we got our, we definitely barely got back. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then there's a new cool thing if you look on there and I I would back this. I just don't have the money and I have some other expenses that continue to go. Sure. Yeah. You got to live your life. I wish I could. I had the money right now to back this. But because I, I think it's like 150 just in just to get these. Plus, they're doing a new little like a quicker version of like a quick a dice game. Hellboy the dice game. Oh. So I'm hoping the dice game, at least after the Kickstarter, will become like a singular purchase I can get. Because I'm very interested in just getting like the quick fun card slash dice version yeah. of a Hellboy game just to try it out and maybe like. Be something to like tr- easily travelable if you go like on a trip and you could play. That sounds fun, yeah. Because like I love the Hellboy board game, but it definitely me. is not. You like you wouldn't be like, oh, I'm going camping. Let me grab this, you know. Yeah. Like you could bring Yahtzee, but you're not gonna bring like <laughs> something where you gotta unfurl all of this stuff and. Yeah, and you have to like schedule hours around it. It's like D and D. Yeah. Um, and more so that we have that role playing game Kim will be exactly like D and D, but like yeah. even this board game is a little more detailed tabletop version where you got to sit and I don't, we've only, we've played it a couple of times. And I think the main reason we haven't played it more is because there was a pandemic and it's like hard to get together with each other. We have, yeah. and I don't know that it's I'm already stuff. hard to like have it like. It requires a lot of focus and attention. You know, you got to really be paying attention to what's going on. And doing that on a Zoom is just tough. Yeah. Harder. But, guys, these if you are into the board game, you've already fully played the game to the point of completion. I highly suggest you go, if you haven't already, donate to the Kickstarter. You know, get your get those expansions. They have a, 
a bunch of new figures. The hell, the new Hellboy one holding the Excalibur is fucking cool. They have Nimue with her fucking her three crowed uh, helmet on. It's fucking awesome. We have a, a version of Abe Sabian that we have not um, gotten to yet, as well as like you have a Burning Flames uh, Liz Sherman, which is fucking cool. But it's a lot of cool stuff. So it's, I mean, I'm trying to think. I think it is the campaign is to probably like a year. I don't know what the time range is if you donate and when it will be released. But either way, it doesn't matter. It's worth waiting for if you got that money to shell out and donate and get that thing to you. Because, I mean, yeah, it's great stuff. It's very cool. Mantic Games just keeps it up. Yeah. So expand your adventures as Hellboy and get out there and do that. And they, oh, they, and also in those BPRD expansions, they have characters, additional like age BPRD agents, which we have not met and are reading yet, but there's a lot of cool stuff. So just, you know, you could easily click on uh, the kick, go to Kickstarter search or just if you have, I mean, I'm assuming anybody that's listening to this podcast already knows about this Kickstarter long before this recording. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't hurt to get it out there. That's. Fucking cool looking. Yeah, it is very cool. So get out there, guys. Go uh, donate to those expansions. Make them happen. You know, and then play be Hellboy for a day <laughs> on your on your tabletop. Uh, but that's it. That's it for hell to pay. Go out there. Spend that money. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we're just going to move on to our final segment, which is getting into the issue of this week. Yeah. I'll hand it over to you, Kate. Let's talk about how... Koshche became deathless. Yeah, it was uh so it was originally published like you said with Wild Hunt between January and February 2009. Uh there's like broken up into two parts. Written by Mike Mignola, illustrated by Guy Davis, colored by Dave Stewart, uh lettered by Clem Robbins, edited by Scott Alley and uh Boo and then he- <laughs> the boo- the <laughs> It's cool. Are back. <laughs> yeah, I guess yeah. <laughs> Maybe he's turning his life around now. Who, who fucking knows? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we have an opening with, like, a Russian story. Like, he's, like, writing this old man who's, like, writing the story down of how Koshe became deathless. Yeah. It's in, like, a candlelit little, you know, kind of modest room, but with, like, cool, ornate Russian carved wood furniture. Mm-hmm. It's nice. That's a nice yeah. tone. And yeah, that's exactly what he's doing. He's writing down how Koshe became deathless, is saying that he was a soldier, a really good soldier who was merciful when it was called for. I guess when like other soldiers would beg for mercy, he would let you yeah. like when they surrendered, he would not murder them. And his captains didn't like that because there's like a cool line. This did not sit well with his captains, who were, as is so often the case, weak men and corrupt. God knows the wicked fear nothing so much as an honest man. So, like, that's some cool... (laughs) There's, like, cool shit. Yeah. So they took him to the woods and beat the shit out of him and left him for the bears or the wolves. But instead, a dragon comes along who's, like, disguised almost. He's, like, kind of human-looking almost. Yeah. uh, Which I thought was really neat, like, this kind of transformation that this dragon does. And also, just, like, there's a lot of stuff throughout these this two-parter where you just accept it because it's like, oh, this is just folklore. Some crazy off-the-wall shit happens, but it's, yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's supposed to happen. It's, a, you know, an old folktale. Um, but, yeah, this dragon comes along. He's cool. He has, like, these cool, like, like almost, like, Asian dragon sort of, like, whiskers, you know? 
Yeah, and like a goatee that like curves off of his chin. Yeah, it's an interesting looking dragon. I like it. And he's like, hey, I'll Koshi, I'll heal you with my magic if you're my servant for nine years. And he accepts. He goes to his like cool castle out in, (laughs) you know. I mean, what does he say? The thrice nine lands in the thrice tenth kingdom. So far away. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Far away from there. And so Koshi saw all kinds of crazy shit. He saw like witches and goblins and all kinds of stuff. But he like kept his head down and was just a good worker for nine years. So at the end of nine years, the dragon's like, hey, honestly, I thought you weren't even going to be this good. But you weren't nosy and you did such a great job. How about you stay here as my son? Wouldn't that be great? And he's like, yeah, I want to live as a man. I'm a man and no thank you. (laughs) So the dragon likes this guy so much. He's like, okay, well, I'll let you. You're not going to be a slave here, but uh, let me give you this shirt. It'll make you invulnerable to all weapons, which he takes like a nice yellow shirt. He goes back to being a soldier because that's like what he likes and what he's good at. And he continues to be merciful to people like to other soldiers that he's fighting. There's like a cool image of him with like arrows shot all into him, but he's still standing. Yeah. Because of his awesome shirt. Oh, and we were, we kind of mentioned when we were talking before the podcast started watching the new Mortal Kombat. Oh, yeah. Spoiler. Spoiler. Mortal Kombat. Just skip ahead 15 seconds right now if you don't want to hear this. The main <laughs> character gets a powerful shirt <laughs> yeah that's what that's kind of his deal he awakens a shirt that he wears that's right it's <laughs> uh, totally fine and it's okay. weirdly sort of gold like yeah shirt. like shirt. <laughs> same shirt <laughs> we don't know where the shirt ends up <laughs> it's true <laughs> yeah okay we'll say the, these are these are both canon in the hellboy and in the mortal Kombat universe yeah, in the crossover universe. Which have crossed over, yeah. <laughs> right? Doesn't Hellboy fight in one of the Mortal Kombats, or am I crazy? I think or it's the in- DC game, right? Or DC. it could be a Mortal Kombat game. I have to oh, look in there. Oh, but oh, definitely, oh, oh. I thought it was the DC the DC fighting right. game. I think you're right, and I think But for all wrong. I know, he's fought Scorpion, for all I know. That would be sick. <laughs> okay, after we watched Mortal Kombat, real quick, just Mortal Kombat aside, we, I, I was like, okay, Jess, here's what... We got to watch because this is what the movie should have been. We watched the fatalities for the most recent Mortal Kombat game (laughs) just in a compilation. It was like 23 minutes long. Oh, my God. And it was just people getting like their spines with their heads attached, pulled out of their body in all kinds of creative ways. Fun. It was really cool. I remember Mortal Kombat 3 the most since I'm just going to lean into this tangent because yeah. it's the one I owned as a kid on my Super What's that Nintendo. On, like Sega? Oh, okay, I had okay. Super Nintendo. Yeah. I was a Nintendo kid. And that was when they introduced like babalities where you could turn your opponent yeah. into a baby. I told that I told that to <laughs> Jessica. She was like, what? Yeah. And then I showed her a compilation. She was like, this is in the game. I was like, you're watching it, man. <laughs> and then animalities. There was an animality in the movie. Yes, there was an animality. Which I was happy with, but it wasn't the penguin. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't a silly penguin. One of the penguin. animalities was a penguin. It was, the, it was a, pretty sick, actually. Yeah. That's, I was totally fine with that part. Yeah, that dragon. The special yeah. effects were good. The special and effects were good. Uh, and then they also had friendship, where you like oh, did something right. nice for them in that game, that's in the right. Mortal Kombat. And then I think everybody had at least two fatalities in that game. Yes. Yeah. Complex. 
complex yeah. complex that's universe. That's the fun shit. That's the fun shit of Mortal Kombat. <laughs> yeah. It's like so funny to add a babeality to a game <laughs> where like moms like boycotted it because yeah. it was like it's too disgusting. Oh. Okay, back to the comic book. Back to the comic book. Coach I know Shay. I said skip 15 seconds, but we probably just talked for like two minutes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so Koshay has his nice shirt, and he's still merciful to people. Uh, a king hears about him, and he's like, this guy sounds awesome. Let's have him marry my daughter. There's like a sweet panel where Koshay's there at his wedding. He's got his shirt on. I've lived a strange life, but now finally I am happy. Wife says, as am I. But in private, Koshay's new wife was not happy. Ooh. So. She's pissed. She's a princess and she's married to a soldier, like some kind of common goat farmer. <laughs> so she like, you know, goes behind his back and tells her like lover from her father's court, like, go kill him. I know the secret of his shirt. You can chop him up into bits when he's not wearing a shirt. And that's exactly what they do. Yeah. And that's how the first part ends. Is a walk. With everyone. Yeah, the walk of a of a fucking axe coming down on him. It's like, ugh. What a terrible way to wake what a terrible way to wake up. The, the worst. I mean, don't even wake me up. Sneak in quieter. Yeah. I guess he's that good of a soldier. He would, you know, he's a light sleeper. Yeah. I think yeah. looking at the the dimensions of the bed when you first see him, mm-hmm. it looks like that one that his wife's just mad that they have to sleep in such a small bed. I mean, sleeping in a small bed sucks. <laughs> Even if you love the person you're next to, it's like, oh yeah, will drive you crazy. One hundred percent true. Getting a big bed was the best thing I ever did with in my whole life. Hey, best thing I ever did was separate bathrooms. So there you go. Oh wow, that's a new level. <laughs> you guys like, have two bathrooms? Yeah, it just nat- we have two bathrooms where we left, and we just naturally gravitated that we'd have our own. Incredible. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's a different. best thing for a marriage. Yeah. And her partnership, whatever. I think eventually, I mean, right now I said it in a way where it was like, you know, where it was like, oh, you just have a, a fountain in your home. I don't know. I don't know what to compare it to. I made it sound like this, like opulent expenditure or something. No, it's just bathrooms. I'm living in a one bedroom apartment. Like, holy shit, two bathrooms. So fun. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> How Koshay became deathless. Now you're making everybody think I'm some rich fuck when I'm not. That's what I'm saying. It's like I'm like saying that you like have like shrimp cocktail every day or you know lobster. Yeah, I'm allergic to shrimp and I have shrimp cocktail every day. Every day, anyway. And then you take an an EpiPen. Yep. Yeah. That's how. That's how rich you are. You just afford all these EpiPens. It's, it's good. It's good to be back in the tangent zone, you know. Oh man, we're <laughs> deep in the tangent zone. Okay, okay. Then, then part two, the February issue, how Koshi became deathless. Part two. So we have the bed where he was murdered. It's like ripped to shreds, Oof. bloody as hell. Um. So Koshi was foully murdered in his own bed, chopped into pieces, put into sacks, and dragged into the woods. So these two guys, I like their, I like the way they're drawn with their, um, what is that called when your nose has this quality? Is it? I don't know what that is. Is that like cauliflower nose or whatever? Well, I know that's like when your ear has that quality. It might also be called a drinker's nose, rhinophyma, a side effect, a side effect of rosacea, reddening of the nose, noticeably 
bulbous nose becomes enlarged, more pronounced, and redder. Yeah, give, he gives that nose. Guy Davis yeah. gives him that texture in there. Yeah, to kind of make them, you know, they're just like hard drinking soldiers, yeah. probably just a couple of low lives. Yeah, <laughs> and then um, yeah, so they're dragging these sacks with like blood trail behind them. I smell familiar blood. They hear, and the, it's the dragon, of course, who is like wandering around the woods. He looks way more formidable this time. He's just like kind of like serpentine snaking around the trees and stuff. Yeah, I like um, that he moves almost like a vapor. Like he's that yeah, flexible. I got that same kind of impression. Yeah, I think Guy Davis does a great job with uh, with this dragon. I think he looks really cool. The way his like arms are even positioned to kind of like flow with his snake like body. Yeah. I think it's really nice. And then when his like his little hand gestures when he comes upon this like sacks of body parts. Yeah, he scares off the guys. He sniffs the bags. He knows it's Koshe. Through Though the years had passed, the dragon still thought of Koshe like a son. So he takes all of his body parts back. He puts them in a big fucking crazy cauldron in yeah. his crazy magical lab. <laughs> I like these little guys, these like big hero sixes that he are helping him kind of like these little like oh, yeah. homunculus kind of dudes who are like operating the bellows and like helping, you know, his little lab assistants. And death is there. Death says, uh, you know, think what you're doing. And the dragon just continues. Basically, he's going to cheat death a little bit, like bring Koshi back. And he's swirling up his body parts in a big soup. Death says, as you will, I pray you do not have cause to regret it. So he puts them all back together and he's like, okay, your lungs work and all your, all your stuff works as it should. But your soul is in this little glass vessel with a little cork in it. And so that'll make you invulnerable. Like, we lost your shirt. Your shirt is gone. It's in the Mortal Kombat universe now. Um, <laughs> but we still have this bulb, this, like, light bulb full of your soul. <laughs> and that's when they, you know, it's like, as long as this remains intact, you'll be in, invulnerable. You'll be totally indestructible. And they're like, you know what we're going to do? We're going to hide it really good. So they hid it in an egg, in a duck, in a bunny, in a goat. <laughs> Which is interesting to me, too. It almost feels like a very, like, you know how, like, Christianity just, like, steals from everyone and, like, all of their customs are, like, from just other cultures and, like, shit like that. I was like, okay, like, this egg, bunny, you know, not, maybe not a goat, but, like, a lamb. But all all of this stuff felt very Eastery to me. But I guess it's, like, a more of a, like, universal kind of, like, images of life and spring and like the beginning of life or something yeah i I see that's cool connection like vitality in some way but yeah so that's where his soul in an egg and a duck in a rabbit in a goat and then koshi brings the goat out to an island and hid it there in a hollow tree where it would never be found then he rode back into the world to settle old scores so he gets his revenge which is it's nice you're you're like okay he you know (laughs) he was he was like a very good soldier so he killed a lot of people but he was fair yeah so he deserves you feel like oh he deserves to get his vengeance (laughs) he kills these two guys for hire he kills the wife's lover and then he kills his wife who but now the sad thing, my lord, my husband, mercy. So she begs mercy, which normally, you know, if he had a soul with him, he would have granted. Yeah. 
But now he's just like, his eyes are glazed or they're just ghostly green. But Koshe, with no soul in his body, no longer knew the meaning of that word. Walk. Oh. So he chops off his wife's head or something. Oh. The end. He's completely changed. Yeah. Oh. I like the ending uh, with just this like black background with this sound effect of the yeah. chopping into flesh. I think that's cool. Yeah. I'm I like them. There. I liked them a lot. I thought they were really great little additions to to the other story. Yeah, I agree. Like it's a cool little like quick I'm I like it's it's perfectly what you want. Where yeah. you're like, I don't need to have this be like a full it was smart just to make it be short two parter and present it like an old legend or a myth or or um folklore as if you as if you're reading what that old monk or Russian priest or whatever is writing. Exactly, yeah. I think that yeah, was Yeah, his good. like narration continues throughout, which is great. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's great because of its simplicity. Yes, yeah. Like, I think it's... just a nice little self-contained thing. Yeah. You know? And it's like, it, yeah. in the reading, it's like sort of perfect because they like, you, you were introduced to him in Darkness Calls and you're like, this guy's fucking crazy. Yeah. And then this is just like a short little like snippet after the fact of like, oh, let's, we'll, we'll inform you of like his history a bit. Yeah. But it's nice because it's it has nothing. It's it doesn't affect this doesn't affect the overall Hellboy story. It just gives you a little. It just gives you a little pocket information on on his character. Yeah. Because I don't. I mean, the story is neat, but I don't think. I mean, there's probably a version out there where you could expand it to a full like four issue miniseries, but it feels like this is enough, and I like that they went simpler. Oh yeah, I like that it feels yeah, it, you know, it feels like condensed enough. Super easily digestible. Yeah. And you like accept all the like quirky stuff. Cause I think dragons, I, I like this depiction of a dragon as having like a home, like having a castle and mm-hmm. having like holding court. Cause he's still kind of like, he's like a little greedy but fair, like greedy, like you think of a dragon hoarding things that it likes or treasure or whatever. But he, you know, it's like, is, is he that fair? Because he still ends up like keeping his like, son figure alive at the expense of that person not having a soul you know it's like that's a you're like kind of doomed in that way so it's kind of it's like it's like an unfair thing Mm -hmm. to do to the person like it's it's like still interesting you know it's like straightforward but also has a lot of depth to it if you're sitting there reading it and rereading it. Yeah. And speaking about the dragon thing, I find it very interesting. I like, I, I don't know, I, I don't know a lot about old dragon history, but I find it very interesting that like this dragon who can speak to humans and has like a personality and like cognitive, it's very cool. And it sort of reminds me of Smog from the Hobbit book. Yeah. Of like, oh, these, dra- in these world, these fantasy worlds, these dragons are just other beings that speak a language. If, if not like, we're presented in English, but in like hell and like uh, Lord of the Rings, it would probably be in a different language that somebody else knows. But that's always interesting to me that, that that's how they're presented. And I wonder what other folk te- folklore does that. What do you mean, like that they can communicate with humans? Yes, and they're like cognitive and they can think and make choices. Oh, as opposed to like an animal, they're like yeah. a sentient thing. Yeah, right. Dragonheart. I'm thinking of, of course. I, I am the last love one. Dragonheart. <laughs> yeah. We would rent that from the library. Every time we watch, we were just rented a hundred times. I get it. I mean, yeah. it was the last one. 
Yeah. But um, but oh, like now I w- I'm watching that today. <laughs> All right. I mean, the, yeah. the special effects don't hold up 100, percent but they're it's still enjoyable. How dare you? How Den- dare you? <laughs> Dennis Quaid. This is our first fight. Oh boy, Dennis Quaid in the mouth <laughs> of Dragonheart. Um, but I'm wondering because yeah, like even Game of Thrones, it's like they're still like bestial, even if they have like yeah, they're like a pet. They're like a dog or something. Yeah, where yeah. you're like, oh, I can see them emoting, but they're not like. It's they're almost- more of like an elemental kind of a thing as opposed to like, like I feel like they're, you know, they're smart, but it's like a really smart, dangerous dog. Yes. It's like a fucking co- cop's German shepherd or something. It's like, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't yeah, pet yeah. that thing. <laughs> yeah. Whereas this is far more interesting to have it be this being that actually. Like loves or something or like loves to the capacity that it can. Yeah. I think I think like dragons a lot are used. I mean, you know, maybe maybe this is more like Western dragons, but like any kind of dragon that like sits on a big mound of gold. It's like it's like a fantasy version of just a person who hoards money and, (laughs) won't. you know, it's like you don't have any use for it. You don't fucking use it other than just like it's shiny and you're just a greedy asshole who has to get its head chopped off <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think like eastern dragons are seem seem very different i mean i haven't done a ton of reading on it or anything but they seem like just like more like wise it's like another similar thing of like it's it's more just like a higher being that's like beyond human control yeah but not in a way that's like they're always evil or something like they seem more like benevolent and Eastern religions or not religions like traditions I guess yeah if anybody knows more about like dragons fucking email us because I love that shit yeah please yeah that would be great I really love too that this dragon's castle is sort of like Jabba's palace yeah you go in and like there's like a crew he's having a party yeah he's like just interacting with all these other crazy like creatures yeah creatures and they're all they're just there's like a big variation on them they're like goblin yeah. looking ones there's some weird winged like skeletons or something that look like elongated like phantoms dragon consorted with all manner of ghosts devils imps and witches <laughs> I love it's like it. a real party <laughs> it's cool it's like a quick snippet of this like broader this big pocket which we stepped in briefly which hellboy stepped into briefly this sort of universe in darkness calls and the russian like folktale it's cool just to see a little more expansion on that like an addendum to that story which is nice yeah totally yeah i mean i guess if i had to pick a i i I think him just swooping the dragon swooping around the trees when he when he cat that in the same page as well as like the the roar of the dragon on the red yeah, his, like, morning scream. Yeah, I think those are both really cool. Totally. Solid. So a little fun. Oh, oh, and I also want to call out, I love that the the lover is, like, has been speared against the door where he was murdered yeah. in the wife's chambers. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a cool one little, like, panel. Really shows how brutal he is these days. <laughs> totally. Yeah, he's, like, elevated above the ground, right? Like. It's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have any other favorites? Yeah, I think the dragon holding Koshe's soul is really cool. Like the way he kind of clutches it with his fingers still like extended. Yeah. I like that choice to not have his fingers like be grasping it because you're like showing it off and it also makes him his hands seem more animalistic than human, like rather than gripping it with each finger. Like I, it makes it look more claw-like. Mm-hmm. In a way, it, I just like his design of that. I think it looks neat. Yeah. I love that. That's great. 
Yeah. Solid work. Solid work. Yeah. Cool. All right. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I would love to hear from other people things that were maybe that stood out to you out there. We'd love to hear from you. Um, and you yeah. can share all your thoughts by emailing us. And we want to hear from you. That's at awcrapahellboypodcast at gmail.com. We want to hear from you. I haven't done a lot of research on like Koshche the Deathless. Yeah. Per se. But I did look up just like in my normal like one Google search I did prior. It just brought up this Koshche. It's spelled slightly different. It's K-A-S-H-C-H-E-Y, the Deathless. Yeah. I bet like translations from Russian, I'm sure is like there's like different translation. Yeah. And it's a one act opera. A one act opera. Yeah. The one act opera. And it was actually a, a Russian fairy tale about... Kostya, the deathless, an evil, ugly old wizard who menaced principally young women. <laughs> I, I mean, he definitely has changed that, but it's very yeah. funny. He's more of an upright dude in this one. Yeah, which makes it so more of an interesting fall. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah. This deathless almost sounds like Rasputin slightly. Yeah. From his yeah. history of like seducing women and shit. Yes. <laughs> but really fun to find that out that there's an opera about this character. Yeah. <laughs> a different version, but of course, but still fun. Fun stuff. Yeah. I like it. Oh, Little, yeah. I also, I mean, we were talking about this before recording too, but it, I mean, you know, dragons and stuff. If you guys like sword and sorcery movies, you should watch Red Sonia from 1985. Hell which yeah. gets a fucking bad rap. Arnold Schwarzenegger said it was his worst movie, even though he was in Terminator 3. <laughs> and it's like, I think he doesn't like it because it just didn't make money. It was like a big box office bomb. It was like a huge budget fantasy movie. And he also isn't the main character in it. He's like, he basically is like helping Sonya. He's like a love interest of Sonya's, but oh. she's pretty like independent in the movie. I don't think the acting is as bad as people say. I think she like she's as good as Wonder Woman, I would say. That's great. Like she's like at least as good, like in a way where it's like, okay, so you're not like Meryl fucking Street, but you're not distractingly bad or whatever. Right. Not B like BC movie. Yeah, I mean, I thought that movie was just fucking good. Is it dubbed? No, no, it's in in English, yeah. Oh, okay. And even the little kid, there's like a little kid kind of like character in it who's like the the incorrigible little prince guy. He, a lot of people like hate him in that movie. He's fucking cute as shit in this movie. (laughs) He's like a little kid who's like was raised as a prince. So he's like arrogant at first, but then he, his character makes like a huge change has total character development and growth where he's like becomes like humbled and like accepts Sonya as like a talented warrior and shit. It's a fucking good movie. And if you don't like it, you're a nerd. <laughs> oh my gosh. You're coming I, for him. Because when I went on to like log it on Letterboxd, it, everybody's review of it was like so bad. I was like, everyone's wrong, dude. And the fucking costumes in it are so sick. The costumes and the set design are awesome. That's great. I'll watch it. I've never seen it. You should totally check it out. I mean, it's not for free streaming anywhere right now, but uh, I don't know. I, I'm I'm like, I'm, am I going to buy the Blu-ray of this thing? Like, I had such a great time watching it. It's not, you know, it's not going to win an Oscar, but it's, if you like fantasy sword and sorcery movies, fucking watch it. It's really good. Great. I love it. <laughs> yeah. I love you came in hard and strong. Because I just, as a reaction of all of the negativity, it 
and the heat that this movie got. I was like, that is so not warranted. It's like really entertaining, really some fun shit, really fun shots. Ennio Morricone, Morricone or whatever, the fucking Italian yeah, music. I, uh, he does all the music for it. I'm going like, to like it. Uh, it's cool. It's cool. Oh, I love it. Uh, great. Yeah. I will definitely check it out. Yeah. I mean, I don't have any suggestions other than go back and watch The Return of the Jedi, at least for the opening the opening sequence of Jabba's Palace. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe watch the older version if you can't stand that fucking insanity that Can George I get Lucas that added. anywhere? Where can I get that? Some people have. I think I might have a digital version of it I could share <gasps> with you. Can I steal from you? If I, st- I, have, to th- I have to search and see where it is. But yeah, I'll of course. A, I'll bring I a flash drive I don't to know. you. Yeah, that's how I watched it. Hell yeah. Somebody gave me. It, some of those are bad because they do weird things like put the eyebrows back on Darth Vader at the end. And you're like, why are you putting the eyebrows back on? Eyebrows? Yeah. like in I the don't original, think your eyebrows would make it through a. Yeah, because in the original version, the original version. Has he, when eyebrows? They, when he takes off his helmet, when he's dying on the Darth yeah. Star, he has eyebrows. Okay. And so George. I'm sure in, George Lucas had no idea that he was going to have him look that way through lava related yeah and then he changed it and it's one change that i'm like just leave those eyebrows gone and like the version i have like they have like these weird like they put them back in and they just house it's like why did you put those back in that's not like a it's so dumb purists of that movie are just make me laugh yeah i understand some things because some things are really dumb but whatever i don't need the cgi like creatures walking around like making it look so bad or like the CGI like band that comes in to Jabba's palace. Yeah, like, that's, I don't need oof. that. But uh, yeah, the eyebrows. I probably wouldn't even notice. Yeah, no one did, and it looked better without <laughs> eyebrows. But yeah, that's you get there. That did you get? This has been like a short but very tangent-heavy ep- uh, episode, which I'm fine with. Dense. <laughs> it's dense, dense with dense with tangent. <laughs> that's there. You go, guys, out there. Um, <laughs> there you go. Follow us on Instagram at Ah Crap a Hellboy Podcast, Twitter Ah Crap Hellboy. Subscribe, rate, and review us on whatever platform you, that allow that you listen to us and allows you to do so. But if you go out of your way to subscribe, rate, and review, and give us a five star review on Apple Podcasts, five star review that starts with the word "boom," we will read your review right here on the show and give you a big old shout out. That is called a boom Yay. review. Please give us a boom review. And honestly, we just want to hear your thoughts on on everything we covered in this episode for Coast J, the how Coast J became deathless. But we want to hear from you because I feel like this is a short one, but there might be some stuff that you can add to it and enrich yeah. our knowledge of this, along with your con- your contributions out there. Yeah. That being said, that's yeah. it. That's it. Thank you for listening. <laughs> and remember. We love you. Ta-da-da. Ta-da-da. The Deathless or Deathless. I can't remember. Is it The Deathless or just Deathless? Just Deathless. Thank you. I love that I clarified that at the end of the episode. <laughs> this is Patrick. And this is Mark, co-host of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Every Tuesday and Thursday, we're your home for all things Nintendo. On Tuesday, we're talking about the latest Nintendo news. And on Thursday, we're doing deep dives into specific corners of the Nintendo universe. Ranking the Koopa Kids. Determining who the best Smash Fighter is. That's Nintendo Cartridge Society on Campfire Media or wherever you get your podcasts. Campfire.